Hi, my name is Erin Kinzel, and I think personal growth sucks, but I also can't stop pursuing it, and it's produced some amazing results in my relationships, my career, my emotional and physical health, and basically every other area of my life. So the truth is that I don't always think it sucks, I just don't like the uncomfortable, scary, and awkward parts. On this podcast, I invite you to join me and my friends as we talk about personal growth, the hard parts, how we're leaning in despite how awful it can be, what we're learning, and most importantly, how we're moving forward. We'll share the resources and tools that are helping us, and you'll get to listen in as we encourage each other and hopefully encourage you too along the way. Thanks for joining me today. Hi friends, welcome to episode six in season one of the Personal Growth Sucks podcast, which is all about relational nutrients. On this episode, my own personal coach, Lisa Gomez Osborne, joins me for a conversation about how to get started with practicing relational nutrients in real life. Lisa is a leadership consultant and executive coach who provides one-on-one coaching and works with businesses and organizations who are facing challenges with team dynamics. She loves to find solutions to complex team problems. You can find out more about working with her at lisagomezosborne.com. I'm so excited to share my conversation with her. We covered a lot of ground and packed a lot of great stuff into this episode. We talked about why experiences with other people are essential to personal growth. We're designed to grow in the context of the right kinds of relationships. We get into why it's okay and even healthy to be needy. Also, why having structured relationships is really helpful when starting out in your growth journey. For example, hiring a coach, a therapist, being in a a structured group, etc. We discuss whether or not relational nutrients look different depending on if you are introverted or extroverted, and why giving relational nutrients doesn't mean that I have to merge with people or solve their problems, and she gives an example of what this can look and sound like. There are three things I want to note before we get into this episode. First, I am now offering one-on-one coaching. If you are interested in furthering your own growth journey and want to work with me as your personal coach, visit personalgrowthsucks.com to schedule an introductory conversation. Second, I had some technical difficulties with the audio in this interview. So the sound is a little wonky in some places and I had to make a few abrupt edits. But I wanted to leave as much of the conversation as possible because it's full of really powerful information for you. Lastly, if you are tuning into the podcast for the very first time and are wondering what in the world relational nutrients are, you can check out episode one with my friend Jen, where we give an overview of what they are and why they're important. All right, that's all for introductions. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's now jump into my conversation with Lisa. So I'm excited today to have Lisa Gomez Osborne joined me on the podcast and to further our conversation about relational nutrients. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Erin. Yeah. And Lisa is a director with the Townsend Leadership Group and or the Townsend Leadership Program. Is that what I what you would say? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you are my, you're my um one of my directors with my TLP group. 
And you also do executive coaching and leadership development, all those fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll post a link to your website if anyone's interested in learning more. One thing that I love about you is you are, you love to get into like the messiness that can come with complicated, um, work situations and the dynamics that come with complex team issues. So if anyone, if any listeners are looking for some help with that, you definitely need to reach out to Lisa. Well, thank you. I do like the messy. I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but I definitely enjoy getting into the messiness in order to create some clarity. Yes. Well, we all need help with our messiness. So I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy that. (laughs) Um, So I want to start out today by talking about um, actually a listener connected with me on Instagram and was saying how she would really love to have some more tools for self growth. And I wanted to, on this first, uh, well, first of all, say thank you, Diana, for reaching out to me. Yeah. Um, I love that. And then I wanted to take some time at the beginning of this episode to really connect how the relational nutrients are important to self growth. And Mm -hmm. one thing I want to say is that I, for years, I was like listening to podcasts and reading books and watching Ted talks and really trying to unleash my capacity. And a lot of it was like me and Jesus, we're going to do this, (laughs) but it wasn't until It wasn't until I learned about relational nutrients and started having experiences with other people that Mm -hmm. exponentially I started growing. So can you talk to that a little bit about like, why is that important? If it's personal growth? Yeah. Why does it require other people? Yeah. Well, so you're basically hardwired to grow in the context of relationships. And it's how God designed you. It's literally like the neurology and neuroscience and all of those things really light it up when we're together. And so it's very difficult then to just take all the intellectual information in and actually create change both in our brain and our experiences. And, and so that we need another to help fuel that. And that's really, that was really difficult for me, especially when like, I had not really learned how to have healthy relationships. And so my context for relationships is that they take energy. They are life sucking. I have to (laughs) perform. I have to be, I always have to be like working to resonate and like take care of other people's emotions. Yeah. Right. So when that's your only context for it, it, mm-hmm. it does seem like, well, this is stupid. I shouldn't need other people to grow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I can identify with that. Um, and so it is the right kinds of relationships. And so personally, just in my own journey, those relationships, you know, came from outside of the, the friendships that I had. And so I, I joined a support group where I did learn a lot of intellectual information. However, I got to process that with other humans and I hired a coach and I worked with that coach to uh, 
help me connect dots in my growth process, but that's a relationship as well. And when things were really hard, I hired a therapist as well. I'm, I'm just taking all this external structure to this safe relationship look like, and who is a safe person for me to go and get this fuel from so that I can grow and get the right experiences in the right way. Um, Those are really good points for like how you get started with this, because Mm -hmm. especially I was talking with a friend of mine who's been listening to the episodes and she was, she, one of her questions was, well, how do you do this? If no one else in your life is aware of relational nutrients and Um, that's a good segue into that topic for today, because Mm -hmm. like, how does someone get started if there's nobody else that they are relating to that, that would like, they, they can't go out to someone and say, Hey, can you give me some attunement? People would be like, what, what, what do you want? So, yeah. So first you got to learn what it is that you need. And so I, that is one of the reasons I love Dr. Townsend's relational nutrients. You can go to relationalnutrients.com. You can download the PDF that really like spells them all out. And so we want to learn what we need. And then we want to learn who we can go get it from. And so this, this executive was saying, well, I've, you know, what if I need something and how do I go get what I need? And so I said, well, sometimes you're going to have to literally teach people. And so you just kind of gave her the example. Um, she's married. And I just said, hey, you might be upset about something. And so you go to your spouse and say, okay, so a nutrient we call containment. Um, just to say, hey, it's really hard today. It's been super hard for me. And I want you to know how hard it's been, but I don't need advice. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to hear me and listen to it. Let me have my big feelings and then I'll feel better. And that, you know, so we're basically introducing it to the safe relationships in our life, asking for what we need, teaching them how to deliver it and then getting the practice together. Yeah. And one thing that I said to my friend about this is for me, part of the power is just, is my own internal awareness. And so, because she was asking, you know, do I get relational nutrients from her? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. Um, and sometimes it's just me being in conversation with her and me recognizing, oh, this is, this feels so good. I'm getting acceptance right now, or I'm getting some identification and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be spoken into the conversation and defined that way. Right. Yes. It doesn't have to be technical. That was just an example of how you might have someone out there in your world that is giving you nutrients and then you help clarify for them exactly what it is you need in the moment. Yeah. Right. But hopefully we're getting nutrients from our relationships, from our good and our safe relationships, but it does really us to identify what it is we're getting and the, the results. Right. And the, the, the example you shared about the marriage that is true in my own marriage, 
we, we haven't recorded the episode yet, um, with Mike and I, but it will actually be before okay. you and I, this episode airs, if that makes sense. Ooh. Um, and so okay. hopefully yeah. listeners will have heard from Mike and I, how some of that went down and there were oh, times I hope so. yeah. even when I realized with him, he needs containment right now. And I actually can't give it to him. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful. He, at that point, he didn't really know about the concept of containment, but it was really powerful for me to internally recognize that and then be able to say to him, Hey, this is clearly important to you. I want to be here for you. I just don't have a lot to give right now. Can we take a break and come? Can we talk about this after dinner or can we, you know, maybe you could call up one of your friends and talk with them about it. Mm -hmm. And so that was a way it played out for me in real life of he doesn't know about the relational nutrients to the degree that these people in TLP know because TLP is so structured. It's very intentional. Um, all of the examples that I've shared so far on the podcast with people, it's very like intense and deep. And that's not what your quote unquote real life conversations are going to sound like. Right. Right. Which is part of the value, right? It's part of the value that you're taking this intentional space for your growth, you know, in this consistency over time to -hmm. get some practice at doing depth. Right. Yeah. And so somehow layering that then with the, the depth of the TLP relationships and for listeners, maybe, you know, you might have some friends that you go really, really deep with and intentional with, Mm -hmm. but then throughout the rest of your life, how to really harness the power of the relational nutrients in the rest of your life is something that is probably going to just be more internal where you're building your own awareness mm-hmm. of yeah. what that is. What I, I told, I told a story today about relational nutrients about, and I think it was my first year of going through a TLP group. So I was just learning about the nutrients myself and I'd gone through a difficult divorce. I reached out to a friend because I was feeling really low. It was just I was lonely. It was, things were hard and I was down. And, um, and she said, you're beautiful. You're a Christian. You'll be back on your feet in no time. There's so many fish in the sea. And I just said, Oh my God, I feel worse than I did before I called you. Now I'm like, feel lonely and isolated. And, and, and so she's like, no, that's not what I wanted at all. And so what she tried to do was give me encouragement, which is a nutrient, but it wasn't the right one at the time. What I actually needed from her was just some attunement to be with me in what's hard and maybe even some comfort. This was someone who'd also gone through divorce. So I knew she had that. So if I would have done that phone call in the reverse and said exactly what I needed when I picked up the phone which was I'm in a really hard space. Like, can you just give me some attunement or comfort or containment or whatever it was I needed in that space, then she would have been able to meet my needs that way. And so that's the responsibility piece of learning to identify what we need and then who can give it to us. 
Right. Regardless of whether they've read people fuel or are aware of right. relationalnutrients.com or whatever, yeah. they still can give it to give it us what we need. Yeah. And we still can take it in. Yes. We can take it in. Yeah. I remember one time with Mike saying to him specifically, I just literally need you to tell me that it's going to be okay. That it's not going to be this way forever. Yeah. And, and he just kind of looked at me and he said, it's not going to be this way forever. (laughs) He was like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I needed. Yes. And And I think you did expound on that work of not disqualifying it. Right. Right. And I think he did expound on that a little bit and it just helped to point him in the right direction, but it did help for me to be aware he's trying to, to help me fix this, or he's, you know, he's trying to encourage me maybe, or trying to do other things. Um, and it, it, I guess that's a good point to make here too, is that it is okay to say to someone, I need you to tell me this. Exactly. Exactly what it is you need in that moment, not disqualify it and be able to take it in. Yeah. So all of that can feel really tricky and that is part of, or maybe not tricky, but really, um, unpracticed. And I think that's part of where the, the personal responsibility comes in and what listeners could work on, um, Mm -hmm. if they want to incorporate this into their lives is just that kind of that practice of identifying what is it that I need, who can I go to? for this and how can I ask for it? Is there anything else you would add to that? Yeah, I think I would add that everyone needs a guide. And so if this is all brand new, um, don't try to do it by yourself. Get a coach, get a therapist, get a group, you know, where there is someone guiding and leading because it's not, this isn't easy stuff personal growth sucks. So (laughs) right. It's painful, but the result is what keeps us motivated to continue. And so having a guide who's gone before us and saying, yep, I see you. I hear you. I know this is hard. I've got some answers, solutions for you and some insight helps us really get our traction. And so I really think like, I don't want to do this alone and whether I have to pay for it, I've paid for a slew of people around me. I spent more money probably on personal growth than I did my house. Right. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's so important to enjoying life and having fulfilling relationships and reaching your full potential. It all revolves around this. Yes. And there's, I think there's a whole section in people fuel that talks about that. Like people who safe people that you can go to, to get these things. It is, it doesn't negate it. If you're paying for it, sometimes it actually increases the benefit that you get from the other person. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, and one of the reasons is that because when you're paying for it, it is a relationship, but it's one where the majority of the time is going to be spent devoted to you. 
you are going to be getting insight about yourself. You are going to be getting feedback about you and it's intentional, you know, that way. So paying for it is just a very smart, accelerated way to grow. Yeah. And that's what I found in my life. Um, because it is, it is that experience part of it that I never really realized before how important that was to, to really have focused attention on what I'm trying, how I'm trying to grow and the specific areas where I need growth and then having a coach to help. Um, I mean, it's just like having a, like a sports coach who's able to say to you, Oh, good job. You're doing it. Or you like, you know, move your arm a little bit or try this different technique. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. It has been powerful. And I think if I go back, you know, in this 25 year journey of growth, I, I think some of the first things that really inspired me to keep going was this, this awareness that gosh, people see things in me. I don't see in myself. And I'm not going to discover those things because of my own broken, you know, self-talk or my own, you know, uh, skewed lens or whatever. And so recognizing, wow, the value that's another person who's safe and trained in this case saw strengths in me. I didn't know that I had, or that were even unique. And it just opened up a new world for me to look at not only the growth, but during the growth, there's this discovery that happens, you know, in us and we connect to our passions and our strengths in ways that would be very difficult, if not impossible to do alone. Yeah. Well, in a future episode, I'm going to have, um, Madeline spring on to talk about, um, she's the other director of our TLP group. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're going to go really in depth on safe people. Like, how do you go about finding some of those safe relationships? Even like if you discover, oh, actually a lot of my friends are not safe. I I thought these were good relationships, but I'm realizing I'm not getting a lot out of them. How do you go about even building new relationships with a new mindset that are safe? So I'm really excited to talk with her about that. And that will be really good. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned though, are like coaches recognizing our strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of leads into the next question that I have, or that I want to talk about is, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to our different strengths and even to being introverted or extroverted or, maybe different Enneagram numbers, different Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. types. Do relational nutrients look different depending on what, what bucket you fall into with any of those yeah. things? Yeah. I don't know that they look different, but they might, um, you might need certain ones more. So if you're an extrovert, right? You just might need a whole lot more of attunement and um, affirmation and that space where maybe if you're an introvert, um, you just, yeah, maybe you just need a little bit of attunement and that goes a long way for you versus maybe if I've got a bigger personality, I need a little bit more, or maybe there's just different times 
when, when they need different things. But I think the relational nutrients are pretty solid as far as how they're delivered and what you get from it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've wondered, or even in, in my own past, you know, I'm, I'm pretty introverted. Um, although I, I don't know hundred percent if I'm introverted, I once heard a coworker say, when someone asked her if she was introverted or extroverted, she said, I'm mm-hmm. a socially anxious extrovert. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder if that actually describes me. Mm. Um, and then of course you have some people who are ambiverts or, you know, a little bit of both yeah. There's a spectrum there. But at, at one time in my life, I would have thought, oh, well, I don't need relationships as much because I'm introverted. Mm. But mm, that's not so true, is it? No, no, it doesn't matter that wiring. We all need relationships. We just need, may need them in different forms, you know, where an introvert has to be intentional to have space and silence, right. And their alone time. However, they have to also be intentional then to get fuel and connection with relationships Mm -hmm. because it might not come as natural for them. Mm-hmm. And so they have to pay attention to things like, oh, have, am I isolated? Have I talked to anybody this week? Where mm-hmm. an extrovert might naturally get fuel because they're naturally just around others and they don't need the space and the silence that maybe an introvert needs. So they might naturally be getting it. Um, I, or you might be an introvert and you think you're getting it because you keep yourself so busy, busy. Um, but you're never really getting your needs met because you're just busy having extroverted fun. Mm -hmm. Right. So no matter where you find yourself on that spectrum or even with any of the other, like Enneagram numbers or the disc profile, I feel like all of that kind of comes down with relationships would come down to you know, people who tend to be more extroverted, have lots of activities happening, you know, type a people maybe versus on the other end of the spectrum, um, you have more of the compliance or the, um, Mm -hmm. type B more introverted and and not that all of those are true. Not that it's the same spectrum. It's like, we all fall different places on all of these things. It just, it sounds like it's not like one or the other is like, Oh, I don't, I don't need relational nutrients. It just looks Mm -hmm. different then. It looks different and you'll need it in different quantities. (laughs) Yeah. And even like I, um, was talking with a friend one time and I said, you know, I use a lot of metaphors. I'm always using metaphors for things. (laughs) I said with my relationships. It's like, I want to sit down and have a four course meal with somebody. And so if I go to a party and I try to talk to 20 people and have a four course meal with each person, yeah, that is exhausting. Mm. But someone who's an extrovert, they like to have more like appetizers with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely. so to them, like having appetizers with 20 people is delightful but to sit down with one person and try to have appetizers is like, I'm still hungry. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I wonder if it's kind of that same thing of, it's just, it's just going to look different and the importance it, it comes back to being aware 
of who you are, what your needs are and what you're missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's going on in your world right now. So we're going to need different things at different times based on what kind of stresses and anxieties are taking place around us. And so all of these things kind of need to be taken into consideration Um, and, and knowing myself and having the ability to kind of stand outside myself and observe myself without judgment and just notice, um, you know, I was, I was telling a client today, like I noticed that I, I had a glass of wine. I was playing a game on my iPad and I was watching something on Netflix. (laughs) And, and so I just kind of noticed like, I, you got three things going here. So it allowed me this space to kind of observe myself and say, I wonder, I wonder what's going on in me. Right. Right. So those are things that you have become aware of that say, Oh, I'm kind of, I'm isolating or I'm, mm -hmm. I actually need to reach out to somebody. Yeah. I was actually stuffing anxiety. I had like some, a decision I needed to make and it was going to be hard and the conversation was going to be hard. And I didn't, I didn't, I was dreading it. And so I was just kind of stuffing that anxiety so that I couldn't think about it. And I had to have wine and a game <laughs> and a Netflix series in order to keep my brain uh-huh. from thinking about it. Yeah. And that's so true about the different stages that we're in also, because there are different times where I have felt exceptionally needy. Mm. And feel like, oh, I just am, you know, I'm constantly reaching out to people, uh, which feels not okay because I, you know, I think it is, I don't know if it's just living in the United States or if it's just the human condition or what, but this idea that I should be able to just do this on my own, or if I'm reaching out too much, then that means people are going to get tired of me or they're going to see me as, as being needy. But there are times when we are needy. It's just the way it is. And needy is not a bad word. Right. Needy is, it it is an important word. You're needy with nutrition. You're needy with hydration. You're, you're needy with love. You're needy with many things. It's not a bad word. It's how we live well. Right. And it's actually adult and responsible, very adult and very responsible to be aware of our needs, to be, um, in a place where like, um, when my mom was sick and, and ended up passing away. And in that time frame, Mm -hmm. I, you know, my daughter Lily was also a baby and there were some challenges there. And, And so thinking about those times where some, sometimes life just hits us and there's a lot happening. And then there are other times when there's not that type of stuff taking our energy. Yeah. And it's okay to and then have, we have those more moments. to give. Yeah. And we have more right. to give in those moments, but if you don't have the awareness of what your capacity is and what you need, mm-hmm. it's difficult to give to others what they need. Yes. Um, you were saying that like, I don't, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be, you use that, the N word needy. And, and it really is kind of like, can we trust others to be adult enough to tell us what they do and 
don't have to offer us in that moment. Right. And in my experience, it's been surprising how good it feels when I reach out to a friend and say, Hey, I need to talk. Are you available? And for them Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't right now. Yeah. And it's funny how good that feels because then I know that they're really going to be truthful with me. Yeah. They really can manage their own boundaries. They can manage their own boundaries. I can trust when their yes is yes. And their no is no. Right. Right. And it hasn't felt like rejection, which is so backwards from what I would have assumed and, and what I let my, like the lies that I, it was a lie that kept me from being in relationship with people to think, yeah, oh, I'm being story. too much. Yeah. The story of being too much and, you know, they're going to be so sick and tired of hearing me talk about this thing again. Oh, you're sad. You're going through divorce. Wow. You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend saying to me that, um, you know, gosh, Lisa, like I enjoy space and time with you, whether you're joyful and up or you're suffering and in pain, it's still good connection. And I don't need you to be okay. I love it. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of times when I've said to friends, oh, I feel like that every time we talk, we like, I have to talk about this thing. Mm -hmm. And even just to ask you know, do you have any acceptance for me for that? We've, t- it feels like we've had to talk about this 50 times. Yeah. And then to hear back, like, yeah, if it takes 50 times, if it takes a hundred times, I'm happy to talk with you about it. It's just what you're right. going through right now. And it's mm-hmm. so powerful to hear that acceptance. Yeah. And in good boundary relationships, right. I'm not merging and meshing with you. So you're, you know, I may be in that space feeling pain and discomfort with you. Um, and then I'm separate again, and I don't have to take it all on my shoulders with me. And it's why it, it's what allows us to give love. Well, if I'm, if I'm boundary defined and separate. Yes, it's so powerful. And that's something I used to get really enmeshed with people and blended Mm -hmm. and merged and all, all the words you can use to describe that concept. (laughs) Um, And that has been a huge part of my growth is learning to be separate Mm -hmm. and that being able to give relational nutrients to people does not actually mean that I have to merge with them. No, I do not. I don't have to take on their suffering or fix it. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to solve their problems. I don't have to, you know, they're, they're filing for bankruptcy. I don't have to give them a $50,000 loan. Like (laughs) I can just be there to offer containment and comfort. And, you know, I can hold you in that space. I don't have to give you more than I want to give or that more than that is healthy for you to give. And it's still offering you something valuable. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a good reminder because in practicing this in real life, that is something that it is a practice. It has been a practice for me to have to Mm -hmm. consciously go, I'm not asking this person to merge with me. And, and when I'm giving relational nutrients, I don't have to merge with this person either. I don't have to solve it. 
like you were saying very practically, I don't have to give them $50,000. Like I don't have to get them out of bankruptcy. I just can attune, give them relational Mm -hmm. nutrients and it gives them the fuel they need to solve their own problem. Yeah. And I can still love someone. Well, we'll use the $50,000 example. I can still love you well. And even in that scenario, which has never happened, but if someone said, Hey, can you loan me $50,000? I can still love you well and say no. Right. And I can still hold this tension of that. You know, that's not uh, it's not a value that I have. And, you know, not something I believe would be helpful to you or to this relationship. And I love you. And I get why you would feel desperate and wanting you know, right. cause it's so scary. Right. Yeah. The, that whole boundaries that is at some point going to have to be a whole other season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's a There's lot of work so right much there. with boundaries, it is a lot of work and you have to be pretty defined and have done a lot of your own work in order to be yes. able to hold that tension. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Lisa, for coming on my yeah. podcast. It's been so fun to have you. And I'm sure I'll have to have you back at some point to talk about all the other things that are going to come down the road. Um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I hope and so. I'll share, I enjoy it. I'll share a link to your website in the show notes so that people can check it out. If okay. they're looking for a really great coach. Oh, thank you, Aaron. It all was right. fun just getting to talk with you always. Yes. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Right. Bye. A big thank you to Lisa for joining me for this conversation. I hope you're walking away with at least one aha moment and at least one practical way you can begin practicing relational nutrients in your own life. As a reminder, if you need a guide for your own personal growth journey, visit personalgrowthsucks.com to find out more about working with me one-on-one. I'd love to connect with you on a free introductory call to learn more about how I can help and to see if I'm a good fit for your needs. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can email me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at personalgrowthsucks.com or follow me at personalgrowthsucks on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about my guest on this episode, you can visit her website at lisagomezosborne.com. Until next time, remember that personal growth sucks, but together we can cultivate the courage to grow. Let's keep leaning in together.